You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital. There's quite a bit of news out there these days, isn't it? It's been rather um, busy. Yeah, it has been. A lot of stuff going on, absolutely. How was, how was your week been? Um, we had a good holiday weekend last weekend. Um, got some good good family time in, some fun time jamming with some friends, playing music. It was actually been pretty fun. Awesome. I was working on the house, finally doing a whole bunch of window trim, and I got it done. Nice. So you're pro now. <laughs> getting, the, getting the honeydew list taken care of. Uh, you know, you know, it's the, the, the guilt. From my own guilt list, it's been sitting there forever. <laughs> anyway, oh well. So Let's get into the nitty gritties here. Some crazy Google. stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Mobile. What's what's new? Google. Hey, how, how often do we start with Google? Anyway, <laughs> mobile app ads can hurt your mobile rankings. So, <laughs> what this comes down to is essentially is that uh, when you go to a website and they force you to or try to force you to download a mobile app to use the site, those can now hurt your your rankings for mobile. Um, and this is uh, something that I thought you got SE Roundtable here. I thought perhaps um, the uh, SEM or the SEM Gen post? site, yeah, the, the SEM post was the one that broke that, but probably not. I know Barry's <laughs> super Barry, on top of things too. Yeah, so. Barry, Barry gathers everything from everywhere, so it's just easiest to go to his site. <laughs> <laughs> now this anyway. is really interesting though because it's it was really. I read somewhere that people were blaming Google for these things happening in the first place, right? Um, and they don't happen just on mobile sites, and it's not just for the ones that it, – it's – I can't even pronounce this word. Interst, I want to say interstitials. Interstitials, that's it. I keep wanting to say interstellars, and I know that's not right. But the <laughs> interstitials, no matter what they are, whether it's, a, it's, a, it's one to download a mobile version of an app um, or for any other reason they might pop up, it's going to hurt your mobile rankings. You know, so these these are becoming more and more common, um, and 
I personally don't like them, um, but sometimes they can be handy. But they're going to start hurting. So be be weary how you use them. Yeah, I you know I think there is a there's a time for it. You know when you're in a website and it's perhaps not that great in mobile or it could be better. I think there it, there is a benefit to having it there. But you know you don't have to have it pop up. You could just have it front and center on the page. Mm. And I wonder if this has anything to do with Google app indexing, because because when they when you search for something in Google. And you, you get the content, and it's available both in in app form and the website form from the same source. Google, will, if you if you're getting your app indexed correctly and they're connected, Google will actually give you the choice: Do you want to open this up in an app, or do you want to open it up in the web, the the mobile version of the website? I wonder if this is tied to that at all to help make that more efficient or more prominent in, in mobile usage. That's a good point. It it, it certainly uh, speaks to the fact that they're doing more. Um, in terms of, of paying attention to apps and, and how they behave and, and their in, interconnectivity. Uh, how is uh, Advanced Internet working with these? Are, have you guys uh, we, got apps we, for everything as well? We have some specific apps for like specific topics. Like we'll have, we have apps for sp- sports teams in our markets. Like I'm a, I'm a Ohio State Buckeye fan and our Cleveland.com site has a, an Ohio State Buckeye app. So I'm on that thing almost every day during football season looking to see what the new articles are, what's going on, even off-season recruiting. So I'm in there all the time. That's pretty much where I get my Buckeye news. I don't go to the Cleveland.com website. I use the app. So um, it's happening more and more for more specific topical stuff. I probably would never go to a cleveland.com general app just to see what's happening. But if I'm wanting to look at this one particular topic, this sports team, or there's, there's ones for real estate and finances, those kind of things, I think it make more sense to me. Yeah, I, I, it makes sense. Make it laser focused, really, especially when you're on mobile. Everyone just really wants to get their info and get the hell out. Right. Absolutely. And, but then again, you also deal with too many apps sometimes. Uh, I have that rather all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, just, I just wiped my, my desktop Mac and I was like, it wants to load how many apps from my phone? I'm like, wow, I didn't have any idea I had that many. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's the chief reason my phone keeps slowing down. It's only been a year and I'm finally going to get it nine updated in the seven days. But oh my God, it's so slow. I just, I'm so glad I don't have it for another year. <laughs> I guess I can just delete everything, but then it, I, I don't know. It almost seems like it wears it down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they keep getting faster though. So pretty soon That's you'll good. be able to have as many apps as you want and not even notice. Yes. In fact, they came out with a chip for six gigs of RAM, more than the average laptop in your phone. Wow. I was look, I was looking at building a custom computer, just kind of looking at what the, the the newest things are these days. And back when I was building custom PCs, you know, it was really awesome if you could have 16 gigs of RAM. It was like, wow, that was like the ones I was looking at were like 60, 64, 128 gigs of RAM in these machines. I was like, holy mackerel, it's crazy. <laughs> it, <laughs> 16 gigs yeah. of RAM is still pretty good, I think, for many people. Yeah, it um, is. It is, but way more than the average. 128, man, you name the game and you're playing three of them at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got 32 on my computers and wow, they're, nothing slows down. Anyways, with that said, uh, there's another piece of news here. Uh, and I, you read this. I haven't actually gotten around to this. Uh, did Google reverse the Panda 4.2 update? I know there's more well, speculation about it when I did read yeah, it. 
Well, what we did is we I had that in the notes for last week's show. And we didn't get to it. And I'm glad we didn't get to it because um, since then, they've actually come out with an update. And they're thinking it did not roll back. There was, there was speculation about maybe they had to roll it back for, from, for problems. But what they're saying is now that it's potentially it's still rolling out, which is why they're seeing so many fluctuations. And to me, that kind of sounds – that's interesting because it's been, what, over a month since they started talking about it, Right. So is it actually maybe making it into the, the rolling update stage or maybe it's like somewhere in between a one-time update and a rolling update? I don't know. But if it's, if it's been the same update has been rolling out for over a month, to me that sounds like it's you know on the verge of being a rolling update. Or it's so significant they're being super cautious. <sighs> yeah. But the last few times they've had significant updates like that, they've told us that it's going to be significant. That's we haven't true. heard that this time. Hmm. Oh, if only it could be a fly in the wall there. <laughs> they have they have good Google colored fly swatters. Yes, yes. If you can even get through their enhanced security. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so canonical tags, identical versus equivalent pages. So when should you use a canonical tag? Now, for anyone who's not uh, familiar with what a canonical tag is, um, I'll try and explain it without screwing it up. Essentially, if you have two pages that are, oh, okay, this is going to come to the topic of this, this post, but um, two pages that are technically identical or, um, in this case, equivalent, so they have the same type of content, the same message, then you can use a canonical. And you'd pick the page that you want to be the main page, the one that Google attributes all of the signals to, and you put a canonical on the other page. Well, you can have them both, but they both will point to that page that you want to have all the signals go to. So it's essentially the master page. All the other ones won't, uh, it's te- technically won't rank. They're going to be pointing to the canonical tagged page. And um, in this case, it was uh, John Mueller discussing identical versus equivalent. He says, if the content, and this is something most people just thought identical. It's, it's really what comes to mind when you think canonical. If it's an identical page, make sure the canonical's on there so that the proper page is getting the, the benefit. Well, even if it's equivalent, and I would assume that semantically, you know, it's, it's about the same content, it's close enough, use the canonical tag. And, and it's interesting that they say it. I haven't heard them ever mention that. Have you, John? No, no, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really a bit confused about how everybody thinks it's identical because I know we've talked in the past and, and I've, for me, one of the primary uses for a canonical tag is things like in e-commerce when you have um, a t-shirt that comes in six different colors and you have six different pages because that's the way your CMS works for that one t-shirt because you have six different colors. The idea is pick the primary page and then all the other five colors get canonical back to that page. That would be an equivalent page. Right, not an identical mm-hmm. page. It's an equivalent because it's really the same thing. It's just a slight variation. Um, to me, that that's always been like one of the main things you use canonical for, right? If you know, that's why it exists, so I'm a little confused about why people think it's just identical. Did, okay, well, fair enough. I mean, if if we're talking about e-commerce, definitely. I mean, there, it, it it would be a slight difference, especially when you're talking about. Uh, varieties of widgets, different things, but the co- the code or the the text can be so well can be identical in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the actual product 
is slightly variant based right. on uh, that's it. And then, and then even even situations where you're say you're syndicating content because this canonical tag works across sites. So if you have two pages of content, let's say you're syndicating a story or an article or a blog post, right? And someone else publishes your blog post on their site and they canonical it back to your site. So which means yours is going to get the weight, yours is going to be indexed, theirs is not. They're just using it because it's valuable to their readers. Um, even in that case, if they copy your article exactly, it's not identical because the rest of the framework of the page is going to be different. So it's going to be an equivalent page. It's very rare unless there's a technical issue on your site where you're going to have identical pages. True. Yeah, and I wonder when it comes to equivalency – what kind of case study or example they could provide because I mean other than the the equivalency you're talking about like I'm thinking uh, a little more obtuse something where it's talking about pretty much the same thing one of them could be uh, um, actually I wonder if this is there's a case for this when you let's say top 10 reasons you should um, optimize Google Webmaster Tools another one would be um, how to optimize Google Webmaster Tools if they had essentially the same message would you want to canonical that? So you're saying so on your own site, yeah. Or so you're, and that's an interesting idea, and that's an interesting thought because there there is a lot of. I talk about this when I do audits a lot. It's about competes, you know, competing against yourself. I think we used to call it keyword cannibalization, where you've got multiple pages on your site that are trying to rank for the same term or phrase or topic, right? Mm-hmm. And and it dilutes your ability to perform well at those at, at those topics. So potentially that that could work. Um, I would think that it would be. Yeah, I, I would think that you would do it if one of those pages were significantly stronger already in search results and the other one wasn't. You might be able to give it a little bit of a boost. Yeah, yeah. I would check, though, because there could be valuable terms that the one is ranking on that doesn't get my, get it, that's not performing as well. True. The, you know, so you got to balance that out. you got to look and see, okay, what is each page performing on and what is it not? And if I canonical this this page, page B to page A, and there was two terms on that page B was ranking for that page A was not. Is it worth losing those two terms? It'd be interesting to do a study to see if those two terms then started showing up on page A. It, it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. Anyway, I thought, you know, well, as it shows, <laughs> the, the concept really brings up a few thoughts and a few different ideas and how to make it work. Um, I don't think any of us have uh, uh, not <laughs> – lack of words here – have uh, – Avoided playing around with the canonical tag. I mean, it's a pretty awesome tag. You can do some interesting things with it. This just sort of highlights some of the ways that you can also that See, you could use it as well. There's one. Of the, something you got to be careful about though with this is not to abuse it because there was some some strategies. There used to be some strategies around 301s that people would go out and they would build pages on similar topics on different <laughs> websites and they would build them so they were strong and in. And then once they got that weight, once they got that strength, they'd 301 redirect them to the page that they really want ranked. And that was, that was, it worked fairly well for a while. But, you know, again, people started abusing that tactic and that technique and Google caught on and it became an issue. People could easily do those same kind of things with a canonical tag if they're not careful. Yeah. And it's not something they can really stop 
as long as that page that everything was being through and redirected to was just as relevant. Of course, in those cases, not all of them were. <laughs> and, and I can tell you, I've had I've had a conversation with Miley Olie about canonical tags and the headers being used um, in place of paid links. So people can buy a canonical reference from a site and there's no real way to detect whether it's paid because it's, there's no scheme. But you're actually not only buying the inbound weight that that page on that site has, but you're also buying the internal weight. So if you have a really strong site and you can get them to replicate your article on their site and canonical it back to yours, you're also since it passes the weight of that page, you're not also you're not only passing the external weight that that page develops, but the the internal strength of that site that it sends to that page, which can be huge in some cases. And people are actually trying to to to, to pay for that, and it's it's going to become an issue before long too. I almost guarantee it. Yeah, if it's not already. Yeah. So many things hit that we don't even we're not even made aware of. But uh, anyway, on that note, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we've got some discussions about search analytics in. Google Webmaster Tools slash Google Search Console. <laughs> right back. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCprofessionals.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Search analytics in Google Webmaster Tool now maxes out to 999 keywords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for most people, this is not a big deal. <laughs> uh, really sucks for me, though. <laughs> yeah, I bet. 
Although you guys have no problems using APIs, so. That's true. That's true. But still, we only get 5,000 keywords at API, which is not nearly enough. Because, I mean, we have news sites with millions of pages. So it, it, we basically get to look at our top keywords. We don't get to look at the, the long tail green, evergreen stuff. That's true. I guess, uh, yeah, and you can't really get it any other way, can you? Thanks to Google. Yeah, well, we're, we're playing around with setting up internal because you can segment Google Webmaster Tools. So, like, you, what mm. you, you put when you set up your Google Webmaster Tools, you can set up an account for your your whole site, and then you can actually set up segments of that account as their own separate accounts at the directory level, right? So we're we're, we're playing with breaking it down by directory, so we get five thousand in entertainment, five thousand in news, five thousand in sports, five thousand in you know whatever. So we're we're hoping we can get more more uh, a, a deeper look into it by segmenting it that way but oh be be careful whatever you do do if you if you if you think hey that's a good idea i'm going to try it please 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 do not set up separate accounts for each of those segments oh god right <laughs> you you will you will destroy your life you will <laughs> <laughs> you will sell your kids to get it fixed i guarantee oh. it oh that'd be horrible my god yes. yeah I, I, as it is, I have to deal with clients with all matter of different co- different accounts that they didn't understand and they set up and, oh, my God, it's something nightmare. So, yeah, I can't even imagine doing it for that many. <laughs> oh, dear. <Yeah. clears throat> so. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's it's a, a limitation. But I still, besides limitation, I'm still liking the search analytics. I still like the way we can dig into it, the way we can really get a more customized view of what we need to see, if you know what I mean. How much time do you spend in there these days? I mean, um, the past week or so, not nearly as much as I need to because I got other stuff going on. But the team, we try to we try to keep up with it. Um, you know, we we give it a good dig into once a month, um, but we keep an eye on it. You know, as much as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I mean, with as many sites as we have, as much data as we have in there, it's it's hard to do it as much as I want. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't envy envy your analysts. Uh, that's a lot of data. To, holy yeah, God. yeah, they're they're focused on our Omniture stuff and and our Google Analytics stuff. So uh, to get them to look into Webmaster Tools is like, nope, you got to do that yourself. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone who's been sort of on top of Google over the last few years and who really hasn't, and at least in our industry. Um, knows that uh, Google was really dabbling in the health category, and they and they were starting to provide some health conditions and search results. Now in Canada, we didn't see too much of that. Um, uh, I've seen it the odd time. I think when I was doing some cross border results or searches and stuff. But um, essentially now, within I believe it's just the U.S. It could be that it's, uh, I could be I could be wrong on that. It's been a little while since I read the article, but uh, Google has now dumb- doubled the number of health conditions in search results. So essentially, you can find out. Uh, uh, how to get treated for whatever it might be that you've got a problem with, and you can then print that off and take it to your doctor, who will really love you for doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I really feel bad for doctors these days. Google's doing this. Apple just had their announcement of all their new stuff. One of the things they announced was the was changes to the uh, the OS for the Apple Watch, and now they're they they've actually Apple Watch now comes with a program specifically for your doctors to monitor your health. From a distance, 
So they, they actually showed an example in the big preview where they had um, basically a woman was wearing the Apple Watch. Not only could they monitor her heart rate from a distance, but they could monitor the fetal heartbeat from like she's at her house and they could monitor it from the hospital because of the Apple Watch. Then Apple also introduced their new big super iPad. I think it's called iPad Pro with a new program that basically is a 3D rendering of every piece and organ of the human body. Basically, it's like the the, the what's that called the the some Gray's Anatomy textbook, but built in it comes with your iPad now. So basically, um, you can see everything, and it's like doctors are going to be going nuts because people are going to be just totally self-diagnosing of everything. I, I can I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know what I have to admit. I mean, I'm a, obviously being in search. I'm I'm a bit obsessed about doing my own research before I go to the doctor. I've actually helped out before, but I can only imagine someone who's really neurotic, how much of a nightmare they'd be. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, okay. I mean, just think about it. You know, if you know you're going in for something specific and you do a little research ahead of time and you come, come to your doctor's appointment, someone informed, that's a good thing. But if you are always looking at this stuff and making new doctor appointments twice, twice a month, three times a month, because you keep thinking you've discovered something new that you have, the doctors are going to shoot you. And they're really going to say, okay, now you have a, now you have a gun wound, you know, bullet wound. Yeah. Let's take you to the, the hospital. Yeah. yeah. I can um, diagnose this one easily. <laughs> yeah, I imagine the degree of hypochondriacs out there has increased significantly since the internet. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Anyway, Google, it's interesting. And, and, you know, they were talking about um, in their release how it's important to, um, to educate people on things like uh, searches for Legionnaire's disease, which has been a huge topic lately. Yep. Uh, apparently, it's, it's really been a problem. I, I haven't heard a lot about it in Canada, maybe it's, is it a state in the States that they had a breakout? Yeah, they did. It was, uh, where was it? It was a prison. I think there was a breakout in a prison. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible disease. Anyway, um, they're also making sure to include tropical diseases and, um, infections that, you know, the sort of stuff that, you know, people who are in poorer regions who maybe couldn't get to a doctor perhaps have a really expensive smartphone that can look this up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because they're talking about the Syrian refugees in Europe and they, they were showing these pictures of all these people. You think of refugees in these refugee camps and tents and living in squalor and dirt and they were all jam-packed in squalor and dirt, all of them on their cell phones. <laughs> and what else do you do, right? <laughs> no, but but it's interesting because they're not – these refugees are not poor. They're just refugees and they all have yeah. lots of technology but they don't have – the only access they have right now is through their cell phones. Oh, it's true. Well, I mean, many of them are hell. There's people, there's engineers, doctors, you name it. But yep. they're all just smart enough to what the hell out of there. Yeah, poor people. God. Anyway, um, all right. Well, I'll beat that to death. Interesting. Uh, Google's always on top of this stuff. So, what do you think of the new Google logo? <laughs> I was like, eh, so what? I wasn't really. Didn't bother me too much. I've always been a sans serif kind of guy, so I was like, okay, cool. They got rid of the serifs. Um, then I realized. Damn, now I have to go change about 27,000 graphics in presentations I have. And it just kind of annoyed me. But that's, it's, it is what it is. You know? I, I didn't like it at all. Um, I, you know, I think we just talked about that last show. It kind of bothers me. But uh, you know, that kind of change is just unnecessary. But I, actually, it's growing on me. 
Um, now, the reason I brought it up, because we have talked about it in the last show, but the reason I brought it up is uh, Mark Taylor, our moderator on the SEO 101 community on Google+, Plus, um, asked uh, sort of our, our viewers so what, or listeners that are on the community what they think of the new Google logo. 25 people voted. Uh, please, more. Come on, jump in there. Uh, 32% love it. 44% say it's okay. 16% hate it. 8% had no opinion. Um, yeah. I'd, so, probably be in the, I'd probably be in the, I didn't vote, but I'd be in the uh, I'm okay segment, I think. I, that's what I voted for. It's okay. Yeah. Um, love it? No. Um, I'm kind of bummed, though, because I've got this beautiful artwork on my wall, the Google logo in uh, the DNA one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've I got, I've, I've got the, 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 the little neon Google sign that they were given, and it's already sans serif, so it kind of fits. <laughs> oh, there you go. And the, the neon hasn't burned out yet? No, no, I've had it for a couple of years now. It's been good. That's cool. Yeah. I'm jealous. I want one. <laughs> anyway, it's. Uh, Do they still have store.google.com? Because I think you could buy them there if you really want one. God, yeah. Just shipping to Canada is ridiculous. So it's not even worth it, especially with the exchange rate right now. Yeah. Now, what was the next change? Another really, really not exciting one. I, you know what? Hold off. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about some really other really exciting stuff about Google and their changes. <laughs> Yawn. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. 
T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. They changed the size of the search box. How dare they? Did anybody notice? I didn't notice. I just read about it. I'm like, really? They did? Well, you know, up there with that is that they changed the color of the the microphone, too, for text-to-speech or speech-to-voice. the voice button. And did they, didn't, didn't they change the uh, something from blue to red or red to blue? That when you <laughs> underline – the thing that's underlined at the top, uh, um, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. Hold on. I have to go look now. Dang it. When you're, when you're, when you're Google oh, and you're searching they're, they're, for something. Their um, fave icon? Yeah, Fave no, icon the, changed. So like when, you're, when you have web and news, images, video, that little, that little navigation thing at the top. When you when you click one of them, it underlines it. Well, it used to be red. Now it's blue, uh, and every, everybody made a big deal about that. Disastrous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, but I, I'm I just forced went, to share this with you people. You know. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, I went and looked. We talked about the the Google Neon thing before before the break, and store.google.com no longer sells like T-shirts and and bags and stuff. It's basically all Android stuff and watches and and real products that people spend. I'm trying to figure out where you could buy um, a Google shirt now because you used to be able to buy all kinds of different stuff like that there. I hope they didn't take that away. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Hawaii watch? Huawei? Hui? Hui? I don't know. H-U-A-W-E-I watch? Wow. That's a beauty. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Now it's all at googlemerchandisestore.com Brother. Yeah. Just because they love to mess with us, as usual. Yeah. And they need a freaking SEO for that <laughs> store. Really bad. Well, weren't they hiring? They were. I don't think they have yet, though, because the job's still up there. Not that I'm looking at it too close. <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> but maybe I'm not. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. So, Google ranking factors. Uh, this is kind of neat. Um, a guy decided that he's going to take all of the li- the factors that we're aware of, or at least he believes we're aware of, and he put them together um, into uh, a ranking factor list. Uh, the site is Northcut, as in Matt Cuts, Northcut C U T T dot com forward slash W R forward slash Google hyphen ranking hyphen factors, and. Uh, Hey, he does a pretty decent job, I think. You know, I mean, I didn't yeah. dig all the way in, but it looks pretty decent, and it's it's neat to see it all sorted like that. Right, and the the interesting thing about it for each of the factors that he talks about, he actually sources where he where he got the information and, and why he thinks it's what he thinks what he, why it is what he says it is is what I should say. Um, the so it's interesting though that some of these facts, some of the sources say it one way and that's what he references and says okay this is this is absolutely true because this person said this but he only references one source and there are a number of these in here that if you went you could find other sources that say something completely different so i would still would take this is one of the better ones i've seen because it's sourced but i'd still take a lot of this stuff with a grain of salt 
Absolutely. And, and, and what's uh, really, what I really liked, I thought this was brilliant, it must have been a bit tricky to do too, is uh, he set up a filtered system. So you can, using a sliding scale, choose which ones, were, uh, you know, show all of them, which include uh, factors which are myth, potentially. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're not proven. And then slide all the way to the side and see only the concrete ones, which are 61 of the 261 factors. Um, I think we. I think it'd be really interesting. Actually, we should go on another show. We should go through sixty-one, the, well, at least a portion of the sixty-one. Well, well, like there's things like like XML sitemaps, and, and so I'm just pulling this one out because I have anyone. He has that marked as a myth. I'm like, well, depends on what you're expecting it to do, right? And he he spells it out. He says sitemaps can be useful, though not required, um, for the purpose of getting more of your pages indexed in Google. True, absolutely true. Um, the notion that an XML sitemap will improve rankings within Google is a myth. I don't think hmm. it's a myth. I think it's an absolute false. It's, it's not a myth. It's just no. This is not true at all. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not sure. It's wording. It's just a yeah. 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 But fair enough. I mean, uh, we certainly understand where he's getting at, and it can't be easy to make a thing like this. So, we'll give him some slack. Yeah. No, I think they put a ton of work into this thing. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he deserves all the, the cloud he's got. He's a 916 Facebook shares. Not bad. Google Plus, 365. Good for him. Good for him. Yep. North Cut. I love the name. That's considering the, the cut bit, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, pretty cool. Well, that said, um, you know, check that out. See what you think. If you have any thoughts or questions you'd like to ask us on our Google Plus community, please do. Just go to Google Plus, type in SEO 101, and you'll find the community page really quite simply. And uh, it's very busy. We've got a lot of great people there that are always chiming in. And, and in fact, uh, Mike Taylor, or Mark Taylor and uh, uh, Craig Moore and a bunch of other guys are, are really, really, really good at answering questions. And, and frankly, they get to it way before we ever, ever do. <laughs> well, that said, uh, have a great week, everyone. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.